0: Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable. This podcast is drop on Monday morning with my guy, Bo Brock. Cardinals are working overtime, Bo. We got some <laughs> cuts that were supposedly due come Tuesday, but hey, hey, we got them Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah, it seems like Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime, they just want to get that roster and Working order, get to work Monday morning, back at practice, no fans this time around out at State Farm Stadium and wrap up training camp, get themselves ready for uh, pretty much the, their only home game on Sunday. So I think this this is a team that wants to kind of get into the regular season routine this week, see what that looks like.
0: Cardinals cut five, and they're yeah. working their way down to 53. Uh, this is a mandated cut, but they again, they did it early, Bo. Fresh off of probably watching that game film, Brian Borders, cornerback, Ronnie Rivers, Greg Long, Hagi Nudabushi, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing uh, old Hagi's name, but then the most notable, Mr. Bobrock, Kingsley Kiki, who was a free agent signing in the spring from the Green Bay Packers, somebody who started games for the Packers last year. And you think about the lack of proven commodities up front on the defensive line, not named J.J. Watt, That was, I would say, the biggest shock thus far. But then you think about, okay, it's Friday night. Who stood out? It was the young guys on the defensive line. So should we look at this cut of Kiki uh, as a positive for the Cardinals? It's not like he had done much in camp up until this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd heard his name from a couple of players. They'd mentioned how much they enjoyed at least playing with Kiki. And, you know, obviously it was viewed as a position of need going into the preseason and it flashed. There was a group that absolutely flashed on Friday night and to see a defensive lineman still get cut. was kind of interesting, but look, Rashad Lawrence, the big sack that he had uh, got in the backfield, no problem. That was a play where actually uh, Zaven Collins actually got a lot of pressure as well. And, you know, Rashad Lawrence was somebody that we heard a lot about. You've got Leckie Foto, who's kind of changing up the way he works out and how he prepared for this season. He looked good, and uh, you know, the the D, the DTS and the defensive ends, not including the the outside linebackers, like this is a group that uh, is tight. It's a group that uh, is healthy, and it's it's a testament to how good some of these guys are developing and and how they played so far in camp. And in Kingsley King, Kiki was unfortunately a casualty of that.
0: Kingsley Kiki, a former fifth round pick of the Packers, was with them last year, uh, two and a half sacks, a year before that, four sacks. Uh, and again, somebody that I thought would surely make this team as a rotational player. Guess not. And the Cardinals have a bunch of young talent up front, homegrown outside of J.J. Watt. There, there's no core Peters anymore. It's It's a group that has been built through the draft for better or worse. And, Bo, I was trying to find it before the show couldn't, but there's... A blurb going around the Cardinals have spent one of the least amount of funds on their defense of any team in the NFL. I mean, Rashad Lawrence, Lucky Foot, two or fourth rounder Zach Allen was a third rounder, right? JJ Watt makes a ton of money, but most of these guys, Avon Collins, and you talk about Marcus Golden being underpaid, Devon Kennard's a veteran minimum guy. The you know, Victor is tearing it up on Friday night as a six round pick. Should we be concerned that this defense is kind of built on uh the great value shopping spree here? Do they need to go out and get somebody just for the sake of it? Or is this, is this going to be the year that we really see the Cardinals leverage all these draft picks at one time? It, it is
1: fascinating to think about, and, and it kind of gets lost. You know, J.J. Watt signs the you know two, three-year deal coming over from Houston, and it's kind of a, a, you know, an eye-popping number. And of course, Buddha Baker gets, the at the time, the highest paid uh, extension for, a uh, highest paycheck for a safety at that time. Um, and, but that those are really the only guys making any money on this defense. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's nobody else. So it's um, some guys are going to be due to be, get paid. Zach Allen, Jalen Thompson, uh, their day will come. And then you've got guys that you hope are going to have to, you know, push, uh, push the omelet to get paid and Byron Murphy and and, Z- and zaven Collins and Isaiah Simmons. So there's a lot of young players on this, on this defense and some bargains as well, as far as, you know, uh, the junkyard dog, Marcus golden. So, it's it, if it's a good group, it's because of scouting, it's because of good, you know, moves by Steve Kime. So, um, but but this is also a group that's expected to take a step back. So, um, it, it's right now we'll call it alarming, right? But, uh, at the you know, it could be a couple weeks in the season, say hey you know pretty frugal and, and pretty smart moves by steve kime here to uh, invest in what you invested in already a couple of years ago your your offense your quarterback your your head coach who's a supposedly an offensive uh you know genius so we'll see you know i i i'm i'm i would say i'm i'm a little concerned and i'm skeptical that it's going to work
0: you know not investing in it but we'll see if they can get away with it I think the the group, position group, most people are skeptical on right now is the cornerback position for the Cardinals in their, yeah. their base 3-4. And you think about the fact that Marco Wilson, he was shaky. Let's call it shaky on Friday night against Cincinnati. You've got you know somebody like Josh Johnson or Josh Jackson, I, I should say, playing into the second half. Byron Murphy didn't play. And then it's a whole lot of question marks. And And, Bo, I really do feel like we're getting to that point where – They're going to have to make a move, whether it's a trade. John Gambadaro mentioned that they're kind of exploring that. And then, of course, the DeAndre Baker visit from last week. I think that that this move was a precursor to potentially adding a cornerback of note this week. I think I'm going to make a prediction right now. I think we've gone far enough. We're recording this on the evening Mm -hmm. of August 14th, dropping on the 15th. Uh, The season starts in uh, less than four weeks, and the fact that the Cardinals really have a bunch of I would say CB2 CB4s on the roster certainly no CB1 of note Um, it's concerning it's concerning because of what we just talked about the defense being so unknown unproven there's no Chandler Jones Pete Chandler Jones to to nullify some of that secondary concern with elite sacks 20 plus sacks right I I'm just I'm a little bit irritated by the fact that there have been opportunities to be had in the secondary in the front seven and they haven't made it yet. And so I, I would hate to see the Cardinals give up a premium draft pick for a rotational corner. Um, But it feels like if, if they're going to add somebody of note, maybe they have their eye on, on a figure, a player that we don't really know yet, but man, it just feels late in the game and they're yeah. kind of stuck between the eight ball here.
1: I mean, we've heard Cliff Kingsbury plead, to get a, a cornerback and and maybe he knows, you know, Steve Kimes plan and how they're, they're really going to evaluate this and, and when they are truly going to pounce and, and sign somebody, Robert Alford, who played very uh, decent level last year for this team, kind of the unheralded person on that defense. And when he got hurt, you know, they, they took a definite step back. You know, he, he's certainly somebody available Baker. I mean, those are the guys that, that they could be in on because, you know, how much money do they have in cap space over 17 or close to 17 million dollars i mean that yeah. that's going to be enough to compete with anybody and then i'm sure they've got their eyes on some guys who are fringe roster uh players for other for other teams and if if one of them's let go they'll pounce but i don't i don't know if it's as i don't think we're at that week yet i don't think we're at uh defcon what is it Three or four, CON five. I think CON <laughs> five
0: is is the figure to look it's the at. Starting point, right? Um, I'm so- I'm trying to beat the Baltimore Ravens in their 21 uh, oh, win streak in the it- preseason. That's that's what I want. Go out and trade for whomever can help make that happen. Um, I don't know. Feels like it feels like we're running out of time. I can't. I can't imagine. That they have, their are hedging their bet on the final cuts to 53, but maybe, maybe they're looking to sniff around the scrap heap a little bit. But I can tell you right now, you can bet on the Cardinals beating the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, come Sunday night, DraftKings Sportsbook at Bo. I'm not sure if you heard this or not. I went two for two on my cards bets on Friday, and I took the cards minus, or excuse me, plus two. Uh, that clearly hit. Cards money line hit, and then they over hit easily in the first half. So, Uh, You can bet on the Arizona Cardinals this preseason. Why wouldn't you? If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use that promo code PHNX, make your first deposit, get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. You want to put a grand on the Cardinals beating the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night? You can do that. You are free to do that. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details.
1: We had the honor of uh, naming our first Toast of the Month winner from the sweepstakes last month, we want to name the next one. It could be you. You've got to, of course, get in there and input your name in there for our next winner. You can win a fifty dollars Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. Go to gophnx.com. Click on the link in the show notes. You've got to be twenty-one years or older, of course, to enjoy the great Four Peaks beer. Kilt lifter You've got hop not. You got yourself, uh, you know, hazy out there. You've got so many different options. Uh, to, to kind of fill, fulfill your need for some adult beverages out there, and Four Peaks has it. They also have great food. Check them out on Eighth Street, Tempe. Must be twenty-one or old, twenty-one years or older to enjoy responsibly. Now let's look at this game a little bit more. Of course, we said the five people that uh, are no longer wearing Arizona Cardinals uniforms, and it is Kingsley, Kiki, Greg Long. You got Brian Borders, who's a guy who saw time in the secondary last year. And then Ronnie Rivers, who was a guy that was picked up immediately after their draft, a running back out of Fresno State. Um, You know, I continue to look back at this game. And as you mentioned, Rashad Lawrence, lucky foe, You had guys like uh, Christian Ringo, who wasn't too bad. He flashed a little bit. You had Michael Dogby, who you got to like. Jonathan Ledbetter flashed a little bit. So there definitely were some names that popped before Kingsley Kiki, I mean, we didn't even really hear his name on on Friday night. Did you so. even play Friday? Was
0: he active? It's a good he question. It's a good. I don't question. even remember seeing him. I I saw Ledbetter. Sounds like Bedbetter. Ledbetter, <laughs> Manny Manny Jones. Yep, Manny uh, Jones. He, he was everywhere in the fourth quarter. I didn't like. I haven't seen Kiki outside of practices. It seems like for like weeks now. I for, you know you forget he was even on the team. I just oh surely they're just he's going to be a, a player for them. They're just. They're not making him play in the preseason, but turns out he's gone. He's gone.
1: You know, and, and speaking of, as far as looking at snap counts and, and grades, and, you know, we we saw some of the grades. Anybody kind of show up to you? I, I was surprised to see guys like Greg Dortch and Andy Isabella kind of come in in the low 70s, high 60s, where, you know, your eyes would tell you something different. You thought that they might have had a more a better game that would have graded out. I know at the end of the day, you know, I thought their impact was made they they were the two top receivers on the field for the
0: Cardinals on Friday. But did anything surprise you as far as like the pro football focus grades? No, nah, well, it sup- doesn't surprise me that Sean Coogler is grossly underpaid because the top seven <laughs> grades offensively were all on the offensive line. And if you watch that game with your eyes, you saw the Cardinals in golf, the Bengals at the line of scrimmage, which you absolutely love to see. I don't care if it's their second team or not. It's a team that was just in the Super Bowl, it was a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. And they haven't had wholesale changes. I, I mean, I've, I've been talking about it all weekend. We talked about it Friday. Will Hernandez had the highest grade on the offense, 92-1. He was fantastic. Keep it up, Will. Um, please to God so I can rub it in the face of all of these dipshit giant fans on Twitter. But I digress. Marquise Hayes, seventh-round pick out of Oklahoma. Uh, we both thought he was a steal. Probably should have gone between rounds four, five, maybe six. He goes in the seventh round. He's one of the last picks in the draft. He had an 80 grade and played really well in the second half. I mean, it's like it, it, I would love to see him be the heir apparent to Justin Pugh. I'm getting ahead of myself, of course. Josh <laughs> Jones with a grade of 80. Uh, uh, like I thought Jones looked good. Yeah, I did. did. People were dogging on him and said he gave up a sack. I, I no. put that on the quarterback. It's more Eno. That was on the quarterback. Oh, I, I missing thought... the pass protection?
1: Yeah, I thought because Eno, Eno came up to him kind of – was confused a little bit what happened on that play because Josh Jones clearly had his sign, assi- an assignment. But man, get back to Will Hernandez, my god, it, it looked like he was hitting a coach who was holding a pad and knocking yeah. him three. The whoever he was playing against, um, and, and one of them was uh, former, yeah,
0: I, I he, he was just knocking a guy three yards off the line every play. Giant fans are in my mentions on tour saying, Well, he does this every preseason. I'm like, Well, then what the hell happens? I our buddy Howard Blazer, uh Balzer? message means Bolzer I'm sorry, message means that he had like three to five offensive line coaches during his time in the Giants. It's crazy. Like provide How the guy a little stability. treatment. Right. And I am absolutely willing to give a guy benefit of the doubt. If you get drafted by the Giants organization, who has the worst record in the NFL the last six, seven years, and he can come to a place where he gets his favorite coach of all time and Sean Cooler, who's his college coach at UTEP, he has Hispanic ties, of course, being a Hispanic man himself from Las Vegas would take time to to visit with family and, and friends in Arizona and Mexico City. Like, this is a Taylor. We always talked about it, Bo, back when they made this sign in in March. Like, this was a Taylor May. If he's going to succeed in the NFL, it would be with the Arizona Cardinals. Shit, man. Like, and you you think the icing on the cake is he gets to play next to Rodney Hudson and Kelvin Beecham and and he's just been taken under this wing of this veteran offensive line group. And the fact that they have praised him time and time again, I love that he was earning his keep in this game. Just, It's great to see somebody like this who everybody had question marks on, and the people see him dominate. They're like, get him out of the game. Get him out of the game. He's playing so well. Um, I, you know, He may never be a pro bowler. He may never be an all pro, but he's making no money. He's young. Uh, the Cardinals, again, would love to parlay this into a multi-year deal with him and reward him. And I think he is going to be a huge upgrade from what they had, the rotation of, of guys, you know, with all due respect to Max Garcia and company, Josh Jones was playing out of position last year. Like this guy looks right at home, at right guard for the Cardinals.
1: Yeah. And, and to kind of shed more light on where Jones was, was playing well. And he was, he was playing the tackle position. And that's something that, you know, I think the Cardinals realize now as yeah. they continue to develop these young players and there's so much frustration as far as, you know, lack of playing time or, or the lack of impact. And I think as far as Josh Jones goes, we'll see with Savin Collins, but Isaiah Simmons, for sure that they're figuring out what the role is that these guys can make impacts on every, every Sunday. And Jones is, is no, I doubt we'll ever see him move back inside at this point. I think that those days are over. He's a tackle. He's going to be a tackle going forward, unless there's just some sort of emergency
0: where he's got to move inside, but I, I doubt they'll ever make him do that again. It's like just draft good players and play them at the positions they're meant to play and it'll figure itself out because a, um, a strength can quickly become a weakness with injury and contracts and, and whatnot over time. Uh, I'll tell you what I, I am ready to believe in this pass rush group uh, beyond Chandler Jones. And I, I just want to see one of these young guys step up and, and on Friday night it was Victor Duma had a, a grade of 91 pass rush grade of 92.3 and 26 snaps um I, I i'm gonna be honest with you bo i was i was trying to visualize him as james harrison 2.0 he's built like james harrison he's actually a little bit taller but he's as compact harrison once upon a time was undrafted this kid as we mentioned on our friday show uh you know real numbers in the acc for duke uh, i i to me you know your your point rings true from the other night even more so now it's like I know what Devon Kennard is. I know what he isn't. Give me these young guys who are hungry that can, can make an impact. I want to see Victor Dumakeji get an opportunity over 17 games and then see what transpires. The Cardinals would do more so than any franchise to hit on a player like this late in the draft where you're just like, hey, we found a you know stud t- double-digit sack artist in the sixth round. That, never, that hasn't happened in this organization ever. The, the, so I, I'm bullish on what we saw. We'd love to see him light up Baltimore this week and just take that job by the cojones, but what remains to be seen, because it's a crowded group. Yeah,
1: absolutely is. And, uh, you know, a guy like Duma Cagey, he's benefiting in the offseason. I believe he works out with Chandler Jones' pass rush, you know, uh, coach, who Damn. is Brandon Jordan. And and that's that's somebody that you want to hear your young guys getting tutelage from, you know, getting mentored from. So, you know, if, if that's somebody that, if he feels like that's somebody he can work with, and you know that just is a more, more shines more light on you know what the Arizona Cardinals think with McCage, who played a lot. He did play a ton in that game. Yep. And he 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 definitely. He's just so physical. He just looks like it's such a strong. I, I do like the the Harrison comp. You know, is it is a little. I mean, that's all, but
0: no, it's a little, I mean, a if it's
1: light, right. If it's, if it's a poor man's, when you Harrison, see him in practice, like, Bo,
0: and you're, uh, yeah. you're up close with him, like he is yeah. incredibly built. And that's what right. Harrison was and still is. Yep. And Thick boy, and right. He's almost 270. <laughs> and, yeah. and I just 22 years old. So he's been around and he was, I think a four-year player at Duke. Like this is a, this is a grown ass man. And this is somebody very similar to Marcus Golden that I think plays beyond his physical attributes. And he's a physical specimen, but I mean, he's not six five. He doesn't have Mazze Sanders build. And I don't know, you can't, you can't put a price on how much or measure how much a guy wants it. And I would love to see he or one of these other young guys just take this position by, you know, by the reins and, and run with it. Cause I don't need to see Devon Kennard.
1: Anymore. Would you, would you be shocked if, if it's Duma cagey starting opposite Marcus golden come September 11th?
0: Yes. At this point. Yes. Until either Kennard gets cut. I mean, that's a question that I have for other people that are listening. was, would mm-hmm. you be surprised if De- Devon Kennard just gets cut because he's, he's making a little bit of money, but they already cut him once and they re-signed him. Like that's a Kiki kind of move on a greater scale. But I mean, like, If if I saw a guy kick an ass for three preseason games and he can get after the quarterback, that means he can get after the quarterback against start. Because there's not a – offensive lines are so fluid. Like, there's not a huge difference between second-string tackles. I'm sorry. Unless you've got all pros on the edge. I feel like if you can get home against first-team preseason groups, I I think you get home against anybody, it would shock me. I have to see him – What would it shock you? I have to see him do it again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You want to see the consistency. You want to see that he can, he can do that as far as have that uh, ability to kind of, I don't know if he, I don't, even if he starts, I don't think he gets out of it being a rotation, but I'm thinking more along the line of the lines of if it's Marcus golden, you know, it's, is it Duma cagey or Dennis Gardeck who I, I wasn't too thrilled with what I saw from Gardeck, especially on that, you know, the 60-yard run to open up the game that was nullified by by a penalty. I thought mm-hmm. that, you know, Gardak was was the guy who, if that thing stood, was the first line of defense that
0: was just blown past on that play. So... Let's, yeah, it's a fair to question, too. Is Gardak going to be that same player that he was pre-injury? And h- should he just be a, a specialist like he was once upon a yeah. time? Like, I feel like... paying
1: him, like, he's more than a specialist,
0: though. So, you know, three years, 12 million, it's not... Yeah, not a ton, but I don't th- I don't remember too many people clamoring to, to make that deal happen, too. That was one that <laughs> kind of came out of left field in March and we're just like, oh, so they really like this guy. And yeah, and I again, I like overachievers, but I mean, not at the sanctity of my defense, not not looking great. And I, Victor looks more the part than than Gardak. But I, don't know. I, I, I think it would be an upset right now if we fast forward to next April and they're not seriously considering a first round pass rusher. Mm-hmm. But if these guys blossom and they feel really good, I mean, I'm just going to assume Marcus Golden's back. Uh, it's in some capacity, franchise tag, new deal. And then you've you flushed it with two third rounders and, and Victor and Gardeck and, and see what happens. But with with this class next year, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see what I can tell you right now is I, I bet we have a draft party and you should come to it next April. Uh, how that how's that for a tease? COVID-19 vaccines are free. So get your vaccine and then come party with us not only next April, but this fall when we're having our tailgates out outside uh, Glendale in preparation for the 2022 season. Go and get your COVID vaccine. They're free for everybody uh, 5 and older, and uh, 12 and older are also eligible for the booster. What you got to do is you got to visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you.
1: Let's talk about more free stuff that you can win thanks to PHNX, and this time thanks to our friends, over at OG's Brands, of course, Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen. Enter the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. One winner will receive three bags of OG's. Uh, they're gummies that they have, including orange creamsicle, tropical flavors. OG's, you can get OG's hat. You can get a PHNX shirt of your choice. And, of course, a PHNX annual membership. Sign up at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes. Check out OG's online, ogsbrands.com, on IG, Instagram, at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years old or older to purchase OGs.
0: Oh, Bo. We will see what happens this week if we get any kind of movement. Uh, there is some movement on NFL Top 100. If people are still into that. Uh, <laughs> James Conner came in at 80 on uh, Top 100. I think that's very well deserving, probably right on the money. Uh, and then uh, just announced Buda Baker, falling from nineteen in twenty twenty one to sixty seven. I don't know what he did to fall damn near uh forty spots, but um that's just I think uh national bias against the Cardinals probably something. Yeah uh Buda Baker is definitely uh the worst of the top fifty player in the NFL.
1: You know it's interesting speaking of national bias, I saw something from uh Pardon my take popular podcast from Barstool. It's uh like Big Cat, you know yeah of course
0: PF- PFT, we do similar numbers
1: to them, (laughs) right? They'd put out uh, like a a meme or a graphic on their social media about Kyler Murray calling plays on Friday, which he did in the fourth quarter. And the quote from Cliff Kingsbury that continues to be uh, kind of pawned to people who don't follow this team closely as Cliff Kingsbury saying, this shit ain't easy to Kyler Murray. Like it's, it was like a jab, right? Yeah. But it was, it was all in a joking manner. And then they show that Kyler Murray, uh, like the, the, what the Arizona Cardinals offense did while Kyler Murray was calling plays and it was like punt, punt, you know, uh, turnover on yeah. downs. I'm just like, that. that is like, and, and then you see the comments on some of these and people are talking about how Kyler is not dialed in. He's not locked in and he's, he's, you know, a mental midget, whatever you want to call it. And I just think it's just, that's, it's so ridiculous especially when he's got the fourth string quarterback in there running plays for him. And it's just like, what do you, you think that he's just, if Kyler can't, if he can call the right dial, up the right plays in that, then he should be the offensive coordinator going forward. This is just, just
0: thought it was a ridiculous thing. If, if I'm Kyler Murray and the amount of disrespect that I've had at my disposal this off season, if that doesn't motivate me, nothing will because yeah. he's taken shots, taking arrows over the course of seven, six, seven months. It feels like we have not had time to breathe this entire offseason. And if there there would be nothing more satisfying for him to come out and just whoop Kansas City and beat Patrick Mahomes, his his head coach's former quarterback head to head week one. I think that would be certainly wouldn't silence anybody because it's going to be how this team finishes, not how they start. But man oh man, I if there is ever a season for Kyler Murray to come out and put together his best year yet. Based not only on you know, of course, his his will and, and wanting to do well with the other fifty three men in this locker room, but literally the the amount of shit he's taken. I mean, it's like he's being lumped in now with like the Kirk Cousins and I don't know, just the mediocre meh quarterbacks of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's like th- this guy, when he's on his game, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL. And so I, I yeah, it's it's a narrative. He's gonna have to take care of himself. No one mm-hmm. else can. Can break that for him, and it's going to take a damn good season. And if it if it doesn't happen, then we all have to be prepared for what comes with it. But no. I, I don't know. It, it, if if you're a local fan of this team, you get it. But if you're from a national perspective, it's just it's easy to take shots at the Cardinals right now, and we understand it.
1: Yeah, Mahomes by the way looked like Mahomes looked He's decent. Yeah. Six for seven
0: touchdowns. It's the six Chicago Bears. Let's, the Bears. <laughs> Yeah. Legitimately, I think they're over under. You know, it's a yeah, hot knife so through think. butter, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you're you're exactly right. There's
1: who's going to defend that on that team?
0: So the old Chicago Bears—they had a, I think they had a concert the night before. Oh, the field that, was atrocious. Yeah, I'm not sure if you saw that or not. Ew, I would not put Mahomes on that field. That the Bears are quickly becoming the new New York Giants. They're they're quickly becoming one of the worst franchises in the NFL. It makes me sad. It's a native born and raised in, in the Midwest in Illinois. Uh, that franchise is just a literal dumpster fire. I pray for Justin <laughs> Fields. Um, but I, I think the Cardinals are going to fare uh, slightly better than Chicago did uh, against the yeah. and company. Uh, we're faring pretty well here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Make sure to like this podcast, leave us a five star review, but we're going to be dropping another one of these uh, later in the evening tomorrow.
1: Absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, make it a big move at PHNX and I kind of behind the scenes there. So, to help out with that, and then once we can do that, we'll uh, we'll get some more insights from camp. I'll be out there at practice tomorrow. We'll hear what Cliff Kingsbury has to say about the game. You know what the roster looks like. Were there any injuries that we didn't hear about? Uh, we know the wide receiver who caught the first touchdown of the game. Is it uh, Andrew?
0: Why, why Bar- can't I think Baricelli. Baricelli, Baricelli yeah, Baricelli. yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Your Italian roots. You you were able to nail that one where I was struggling. So My Italian horn. Yep. And then I'm sure more uh, more on the snake gate from JJ Watt will probably get the the latest after he had to admit that he was scared off of a what was it a garden variety snake and that it was a baby rattler in his bathroom?
0: We won't repeat that for JJ's sanctity of his manhood, but, but would you do me a favor? Ask about everybody in the comments. It's just like, why doesn't Johnny and Bo, they ask about uniforms to cliff Kingsbury during the the pressures. I think that's maybe a little bit inappropriate to ask about uniforms, August 15th at a post uh, preseason practice. So for people who are are asking that we appreciate it, Uh, but uh, we're, we're off the, the uni beat for now Uh, until next year and until tomorrow uh, for Bo Brock, I'm Johnny venerable. We will see you on Tuesday. Thanks, everybody.